Hey, we want to welcome everybody back to another episode of Sacred Hoops Basketball Podcast. We've had a little bit of a hiatus this summer with all the with all the tournaments and outreach camps that we've had. I'm, I'm here today with uh, my partner in crime, Sam Willard, and, and our special guest, Seth Dodders from Orthopedic Institute uh, Performance. We're really excited to have Seth here today. And uh, we're here today to talk a little bit about off-season performance for athletes. Specifically, we'll talk a little bit about basketball athletes, but we'll also get in, into all athletes in general. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about the importance of the off-season, and one of the things that is always kind of a preconceived notion is that your summer months are your off-season because that's when kids aren't in school. But predominantly for a basketball athlete, the three months leading up, September, October, November, are, are your most important months because you can lift all summer or shoot all summer, and if you take those three months off, you're going to lose everything. Exactly. And so mm -hmm. it's really important that you're getting yourself prepared um, these next three months. So I kind of want to divide today up into two areas. And we want to talk a little bit about those athletes who are not involved in a fall sport, fall activity. And then we also want to touch base with those athletes who are playing football, volleyball, cross country, whatever fall sport they, they might be in. So we're really excited um, to have Seth here today. Um, you know, we were talking before, and I've known Seth for a very, very long time. He, he was a winter high school um, graduate. Uh, when he went to school at winter, I was, when I was coaching at Chamberlain High School. So I got to to battle with him and beat him a couple times and, and all that. Um, and I always, I was always, when we game scouted for, for winter um, to get ready for the teams that Seth played on, Seth was always one of our biggest concerns because he was the most, he was the strongest kid on the floor. He was the most athletic kid on the floor. And I thought probably the most, you know, had the highest level of basketball potential in the winter high school basketball team back then. But he happened to play with some guy who thought he was good um, just because he was an All-Stater and McDonald's All-American Gatorade Player of the Year, Zach Horseman, you know, out there shooting the ball 757 times a game. So so I really feel bad for Seth because Seth, I think if Zach would have let you have a little more glory instead of playing Division One, you know, football for South Dakota State University, maybe you would have had a career as a college basketball player if it just wouldn't have been for Zach. Po possibly. <laughs> there you Inside go. the three-point line. <laughs> Could have happened. <laughs> Could've, could've we we, we both love Zach to death, but he, he he might be, and Seth can correct me if I'm wrong, Zach might be the easiest and funnest guy to make fun of oh, yeah. in, in the entire world. Yep, and he'll give it right back. Yeah, he so, does. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does, most definitely. We're proud of Zach. He just, he's on his way up to University of North Dakota, um, got his first Division One assistant yep. coaching job, and so we're very proud of Zach and all the things he's doing and representing South Central South Dakota, man. Yep, yeah. yep, it's awesome. You know, Seth, I know you uh, – you're doing a phenomenal job, and what you guys are doing over OI Performance is just amazing. Uh, you guys are reeling out a ton of athletes on a daily and weekly basis, and I think your program has just continued to, to grow all the time. And um, as I've seen some of the things that you and Paul and your team is doing over there, um, you know, I think that it's kind of a hidden gem almost to the point in Sioux Falls. I think uh, the people who are really serious about it are starting to figure those things out. Right. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit at the end about all the different opportunities that you guys have over there. But I do want to focus kind of today on the athletes that are playing right now and some suggestions or tips or hints that you might have for them to get ready. So, Sam, let's maybe start with um, – with the athletes that are participating, huh, in, in fall, um, fall sports, fall basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, like you said earlier, we see such growth throughout the summer. Um, athletes, you know, do such a good job getting better, getting better because they're constantly in the gym. They're constantly getting pushed. Mm -hmm. And then there's those athletes that now their shift folk or their, their focus shifts to now I have to play volleyball. Now I have to play football. Now I don't have near as much time. 
Exactly. Um, yep. But you don't want to lose all the work that you've put in. I mean, you put in three months, four months of time. You get you see a lot of improvements, a lot of strength, a lot of growth. The last thing you want to do is not touch a ball or not touch weight until the end of the season, until right before basketball starts. Yep. So for those that are really worried about being efficient with their time, maybe they only have an hour, maybe they only have a half hour. What are some of the things that they should be focusing on? Right. Um, yeah, the, the time-wise should not be a constraint. Um, what we do with our in-season is it's a 45-minute workout session, um, and really about 10 to 15 minutes of that is a warm-up um, just to get those athletes ready. And then really the, the majority of that time is spent um, maintaining their strength and power. Um, a lot of the times with those sports, they're going to get their jumps. They're, they're running within those sports. Um, so we're going to focus on the main lifts. You know, we're going to do a lower body push, a squat, um, upper body push. We're going to pull to row or an RDL or hip hinge variation. Uh, but we're going to hit the main exercises to work as much muscle as we can in that half hour time frame. Usually a couple times a week is what the research shows. But you know, if we can get you in there two to three times a week, and if, if it's one, as long as you're hitting those compound movements, you're going to help maintain your strength and power over that in season if you're consistent with those sessions and, and hitting those those main lifts. So one question I get a lot, Seth, with in season athletes in regards to lifting is the, the concept of lifting heavy, lifting light, more reps, less reps. So what are, what's your thought process on the weight and also number of reps? Right. Um, so the, the main thing is to not exceed what you've been doing prior to that. So if your summer training was you know, yeah. fairly intense, um, you obviously don't want to go back into those intense um, scenarios, but you want to maintain. So typically what we'll do is we'll keep kids within kind of the, the reps of like sixes because you can start to kind of get into some of that heavier weight where you're just still maintaining that strength, but you're also getting the volume you need to maintain your muscle mass. So we usually say within that, you know, four to six rep range with those main compound movements. Um, and then as far as weight goes, it's, it's just going to be kind of an intensity base. If you kind of know your one rep max, which some do, some don't, um, typically we won't work over like an 85% of your one rep max. And so we're going to kind of program, you know, progressively throughout the season so that we maintain your strength and hit those intensities every once in a while. But the main thing is to be doing something and to not exceed what you did, you know, prior to that during the summer or to not, you know, you don't need to push yourself into soreness. You don't need to right. break your body down additionally. <clears throat> you just need to help maintain that strength and, and continue what you were doing prior to the season. And going back into that, you talked a lot about the warm up, and we see we're starting to see with all the options that kids are having a little bit more of the overtraining issues. How big of an emphasis do you put on, you know, the flexibility aspect of it or the recovery aspect of it? You know, especially if you have volleyball practice before you have to go lift or after. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. It's it's huge. Um, a mobile muscle is a healthy muscle, and a healthy muscle is a strong muscle. So we that's a huge focus. Is that first ten to fifteen minutes is a dynamic warm-up, some mobility, not necessarily uh, that you know, the old static stretching, you know, you're just mm -hmm. gonna hold a hamstring stretch sure. for two minutes, but that dynamic warm-up and mobility so that they can maintain um, those lifts in a full range of motion. That's gonna keep the muscle healthy, keep you stronger so that you can, you know, do those athletic movements with whatever sport you're in through a full range of motion. And that's how you stay strong, that's how you stay explosive. So whether that's in the warm-up, whether that's um, within the workout. So, you know, if we're doing a, a squat variation, we may do a hip stretch or a hip mobility during that set or within that set just to help maintain the hip mobility. Right. Um, after the workout, that's where you do a little bit more of your static stretching. Mm -hmm. You do a little bit more where you're actually getting the muscle into a position and holding it. And then that stuff you could do 
as you're getting up out of bed, as you're before you're going to sleep, you know, those static stretches that helps keep the muscle active and at length and stuff. So those are things you can do in little five minute increments throughout your day or, or wherever you might have time. One other question I get a lot, this is more from uh, coaches um, when it comes to in-season lifting, is the correlation of when to lift. Uh, they, they, obviously, the concern is um, with contests and athletic games, you know, when when is the proper time? Is it is it good to lift the day before a contest? What, what thoughts on, I mean, at the high levels, there's guys lifting the day of right. contest, yep. Yep. day after. So different thoughts on, on those different, you know, philosophies yep. and yep. ways to yeah, think. Like, like you said, there's a few different ways you can go about it. So I, I think some of those more elite athletes, um, and even if you're a high school athlete that's been lifting and is competent with those strategies, I think that's okay. Um, as long as it's done in a fashion where it's more of a kind of a central nervous system prep, I guess, mm -hmm. per se, a lighter weight, you're working that explosiveness, kind of get the body ready. Um, at the normal, I would say if you can give yourself about 24 to 48 hours prior to a competition, um, just so that you're not um, carrying, if you were to get a little bit sore, you know, you might get a little bit sore, but you're not carrying that into that competition. Um, a lot of teams, you know, this is more at the college level, but a lot of teams would will lift sometimes after a game, right? Um, just because that's the only time they can get it in, or the day yep. after. Yeah. So, um, I think as long as you're consistent and your body knows when that's coming, I know during the season that gets harder because you got games every couple mm -hmm. days or every other day. Um, but again, I think as long as you're staying within those parameters, those those four to six reps, you're not going into a high intensity workout. You're just maintaining. You should be okay. One thing too, and we'll we'll make a switch here real quickly to athletes that are not involved in sports, but the importance of getting your body ready before you lift. Can you can you just talk to our athletes about? I I just I see a lot of athletes that just jump in the weight room, get right on the right on the bench or right on the squat rack, and yep. without actually preparing the body. Could you, could you just talk a little bit about the importance of preparing your body? Yep, yep. Uh, warm up's huge. Um, one, you need to get blood flow to all the parts of your body. Um, that's going to help with joints. Um, it's going to help with stiffness. So if you are sore from a practice or a, a stretch of games, that's going to help you reduce soreness. Um, but increasing blood flow, increasing the warmness of your joints, the joints just being able to do and perform what they're supposed to do. Um, but it's going to be huge in preventing injury, not only within that session, but preventing injury throughout the entire season. Just that proper warm up done over and over is kind of a preventative strategy throughout yeah. the entire season, as well as that, that session. So I'd say, the warm-up is probably one of the most important mm -hmm. parts, if not the most important, you know, just getting the body prepped and ready, not only for your lift, but game day too, or practices as well. So, And I think at the end today, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, you athletes and your parents and your coaches that are watching this as well. If you need help and suggestions on different ways to warm your body up, different dynamic stretching routines that you can utilize, um, use a resource like Orthopedic Institute Performance. They, uh, I know last year before the basketball season started, uh, Seth created a, a video for us that we shot out to every high school basketball coach in South Dakota, and it was phenomenal. The feedback we got was awesome. So if you need help with those things, ask. I, I think that would be the, probably the most yep. smart thing to do than just go out and try to invent your own and hope that it goes good. So um, athletes that are not involved in a fall sport, I mean, I, I think to me – this is really important leading up. So a basketball player, boy, girl, right now, not in fall sports, uh, what should their focus be on leading up to these three months before the ball tips off in December? I'd say the first thing is start now. Don't, don't wait till two, three weeks prior to the season. Um, start now. Be consistent with your, your lifting or your workout schedule. Um, 
if you're not in another sport, typically we get athletes in three to four days a week mm -hmm. doing a main lift agility speed type training. And then we'll have a couple days of recovery, mobility, those types of things. Um, as far as focus, I would say, just make sure you're focusing on a well-rounded program. Again, the, the squatting is going to help your sprints is going to help your jumps. The jumps are going to help your sprints and vice versa. So having that well-rounded program and not just lifting and not, you know, doing the running portion or the jump training stuff, sure. you're not going to increase your vertical by just squatting yep. alone. Um, and you're not going to get faster by just sprinting alone type thing. So, um, again, those lower body presses, the, the squats, the RDLs are going to help your strength of the lower body sprints, short sprints, obviously basketball is a, a shorter court. So, that, you know, a hundred meter dash probably isn't going to be as applicable, mm -hmm. but some short 10 meter, 15 meter sprints is going to help give you the best opportunities. Um, agility side to side lateral quickness is going to be stuff that I would focus on too. That can come from anything from the speed ladder, working on your footwork to agility drills, shuffling. Um, but what a lot of people don't think about too, is you still have to change direction forward to back. So sprints to back pedals, that's also a change yeah. of direction. That's not really going to take into account with that quickness, um, aspect of it. And then, um, you know, the conditioning aspect too. I know the basketball conditioning, you know, you can only work on it so much until you get to that scenario. Um, but just yeah. adding some of those drills and some of those agility drills can kind of cross over as some of that conditioning to help get your body prepared as the season approaches. One thing, Seth, too, uh, this is another question that I get a lot for, for our athletes is when they're lifting preseason leading up to the start, uh, is it important that you focus on just uh, some athletes want to just do upper body one day, lower body the next? Is it best to combo it up? Thoughts on, on the type of lifts and, and, and maybe how you should yep. approach it. Yep. So we do what we call a push-pull um, philosophy. So we'll, we kind of have a main four-day program. I guess we just kind of speak about how we would program out. Mm -hmm. So we'll do Mondays would be like a lower push. So this is your squatting variation. So when I keep saying sure. that, that can be anything from a double leg squat, your typical barbell, back squat, front squat, to a single leg squatting variation, which is also important for basketball mm -hmm. athletes, single leg strength. Um, and then we'll do an upper body pull. So your rowing variation, shoulders, back, upper back um, variations. Tuesday will be an upper push and a lower pull. So this is going to be some sort of press variation for the upper body, bench press, shoulder press. And then a lower body pull is going to be some sort of hamstring mm, yep. or glute exercise. So yep. we'll do some sort of RDL motion, hip extensions, hip thrusts, things of those um, variations. And then Wednesday's typically kind of at our facility, our recovery mobility stretch day. And then Thursday, Friday, we do a Monday, Tuesday repeat, but at different intensities. Okay. So Thursday, we're going to do another lower body push, upper body pull, but we're either going to work a power or a hypertrophy emphasis, vice versa on Monday. We're going to either do a strength or a hypertrophy emphasis, however the program's written out. Friday will be another upper push, lower pull. So we try to combo those so that every day you're not doing squat Monday, Tuesday, when, you know, and yep. then fatiguing yep. by the end of the week. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. yep. You know, for, for an athlete, especially a basketball athlete, you know, I'm just going off a lot of the feedback and comments I get. If, if you were to, if you were to say to a basketball athlete, these are the three most important lifts. If you, if you've got limited time and you got time to do three or four lifts, yep. what are they, Seth? I would do an Olympic variation of the clean. Okay. Okay. Maybe you don't have a barbell for that, but you can do a kettlebell swing, hang clean, pull with the barbell, hang cleans are good. 
Um, you know, the power clean variation as well, but we typically do hand cleans just cause that's easier to teach, easier to learn. Yep. So I'd say that's your power. That's going to help you generate the most power you can relative to your body strength. That's going to help increase your vertical jump, standing long jump, those types of lifts, some sort of squatting variation. And again, that can be double leg, single leg, whatever you have availability for within your gym, but you can do anything from a goblet squat to a barbell back squat, front squat, but just some sort of lower body press. And then I would also say on the reverse side of that, some sort of RDL. So hamstrings, especially with basketball being an ACL prevention strategy. So especially for female athletes as well, but some sort of hamstring dominant or hip dominant exercise that's gonna work the hamstrings and glutes. So RDL, hip extensions, hip thrusts, anything of that variation. So those three are also gonna help you get stronger, more powerful, but then protect you as the season goes. Yeah. So. Well, a lot of those that you said that you don't even necessarily need a weight room. I mean, no, nope, nope. You, you can, can do it in your dumbbells. You can do it in your you bedroom. You can do it better when you wake up. You could, you know? Uh, you could, you know, when I was on the farm, we were throwing square bales around. That's yep. power clean. Yep. You, know? you, go. you could get creative with all that stuff. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, OI performance with what you guys have right now, if you want to share, first of all, with everybody, where are you located at? Yep. Yep. So we're kind of tucked on the Southeast side of Sioux Falls. We're on 59th um or excuse me 69th and southeastern right about um out by the roundabout east of sioux falls christian usf mm -hmm. football stadium um the address is 5901 um the south southeastern ave so if anybody's plugging into their mobile app um we are next to the great life so if you're coming to our facility you'll take a left from the great life and we're we're tucked in the corner you'll see the the field turf and the weight room and in that area so Bruce did a great job of pulling up the, the map there for Good everybody job, Bruce. to take a look at too. So Bruce, Bruce is the man. Um, Seth Fall, I know I know you guys are just coming off a crazy busy summer and all the programming that you had there. Um, your fall programming now for younger athletes, high school athletes. I know you do a ton of even programming for adults. Yep. What are some of the different programming variations that your guys are offering at OI Performance this fall? Yep. So we like I said, the the adults we do an adult bootcamp strength um, and that membership kind of runs year round mm -hmm. program for that run, runs year round we're just getting out of our summer season which like you said is a lot of the off seasons for football volleyball some yep. of sports um, and now we're just starting to kind of get into the programming and ramp it up for basketball um, so we will do some programming that'll start September 23rd um, if that's something you're looking to to do I would I would suggest starting now um, but what most of our basketball players will be in starting September 23rd and we're gonna go nine weeks um, leading up to the season with that awesome. programming. Um, but like I said, start now, um, we'll extend that, you know, that, that's something we can program into as we get going through. Um, and then really, you know, just continue to work with, um, other athletes that are still kind of in our off season. Really it's a training for general athleticism. So we'll have some basketball players. We'll have some, uh, in season volleyball, softball, um, those types of athletes as well that are just always kind of seems like they're ever revolving throughout the year too so if you're an athlete that doesn't necessarily want to do one of the group things and i want to do something just individual stuff is that something that you yep. offer yep we offer personal training um and then our small group training which is still a personal training feel but if you got one or two buddies that want to do a personal training session with you um, if you're all in the same sport if you're all on the same team well we sure. offer that as well sure so yeah we have the group classes for um, the, the, as young as seven years old. So that's mm -hmm. our youth class. Um, we have the junior age kids that's 12 to 14. And then our high school is the varsity group. That's the 15 to 18 year olds as well. And so, um, something for every age group, but then if you have something a little more specific that you want to work on a little more goal 
oriented to the sport that you're in at the moment, training for at the moment, or the, the people that you want to train with, we can, we can accommodate. So the basketball training session for all you athletes out there starts September 23rd at yep. OI Performance. We'll send out a note to all of our Sacred Hoops athletes and, 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 and get that information out to them as well, how to sign up, how to register, and, and where it's located at. And I just want to say, you know, and Sam will probably say it too, but Seth, I, I, I really appreciate you coming today. I'm, I'm proud of you. I've seen yeah, you grow from you. a young guy to where you're at today, and I know that a lot of the things you've accomplished, not just athletically but also professionally, have come through a ton of hard work and dedication, and that's – that's what athlete. That's what athletics is all about, it man. Is. You know, so um, really appreciate. It. I, I I really truly believe in what you guys do at OI Performance. I think it's it's the best in Sioux Falls, and so thank you. Um, I think if you're really serious about wanting to be better as an athlete, I think it's the place that that you need to be. So, Sam, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, just from hearing this guy talk, you can tell he's got a lot of knowledge about it. So, if it's something that you want a little bit more structure in, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I know Alan is for sure. Just going in the weight room and. You just kind of come up with stuff on the fly, and I know everybody does it. Everybody does it. But if you want a little bit more structure, especially before you're going into an important season to yourself, um, you know, stop in and see these guys for sure. I yeah, I learned. Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Ask us the question. You know, yeah. ask ask us how to. Absolutely. You know, to kind of go off that a little bit too. You know, I work with athletes where they might see me once a week or every other week, and then I send them home with the program, knowing this is what they need for their gym knowing this is what they're able to do and then just check in with them on a regular basis. Um, and that's, I mean, something as easy just as, as that. beneficial. Check right. in. You know? well, I, know you got a, I know you got a kid, you say, an athlete from winter that comes over. You don't have to live in Sioux Falls to take advantage of these things. Uh, if yep. you're able to come over like, like, like the athlete from winter does, and I know there's some other ones as well, where if you can make that trip once a week or once every two weeks, they'll, they'll work with you. They'll set you up. They'll make sure you know what you're doing. They'll bring you home with a, with a program, and then you can go back and blast it out and then continue to progress off yep. of it. And that's the beautiful thing about today's world. It's not like it was back, you know, right. like when you were in high school, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah. it's changed just a little bit. I think one thing we're going to make mandatory, Sam, I was just thinking about this today. You know, I, I'm I'm starting to get up there a little bit, and I, yeah. I'm tired, of, I'm tired yeah. of carrying you guys every week in, in <laughs> men's league. So I, I'm thinking that we might have to make it mandatory that we have a, a, a preseason conditioning program, a OI performance. If you're going to play on our men's league team, you got to start getting yourself ready because I'm, I'm tired of these guys. Well, we got to raise the bar. Ready. So there's going to be certain levels that you have to hit, and it's going to be close for you, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we, we just want to we want to say thank you to everybody that, that watched today. I know this is something that was really important. I got a lot of feedback from our athletes and parents and coaches out there asking questions about these specific topics on preseason training for athletes. And so I wanted to bring Seth over from OI Performance. So again, I just want to thank you, Seth, and we want to thank you. Uh, wish yes. everybody the best, and we hope to hear from everybody soon. If you got questions about OI Performance or offseason training, contact us here at um, Sacred Hoops at any time, and we'll get we'll get you in the right place. So thank you very much, everybody.